Welcome to the Embodied Business Revolution podcast with myself, Polly Lavarello, created for entrepreneurs and online business owners who know that business gets to be different from what we've been told. Join me and my entrepreneurial guests for insights into how they've created wild success while dropping the hustle and honoring their well-being. Because I believe that success is more than a financial destination. It's how we get to feel every day. Hello, 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 and welcome back. I'm so happy to have you with me today. So today I want to be talking to you about building the business that you would like to buy from. This is one of the things that probably if you would speak to any of my coaching clients, they would say to you that that is the thing they hear the most from me. At least it would be up there with one of the things I say the most. And it doesn't always come out like that. Sometimes I say things like sell, like you like to be sold to, um, you know, create the offer that you wish you had, create, you know, market in a way that your dream client will relate to. But this is all really part of the same thing. And I'm going to be breaking it down for you a bit today because it's so important that this lands with you. And In my previous podcast episode, I was talking about it's not necessarily the what you're doing, it's the how you're doing it. And this actually leads on really beautifully, actually, to this podcast episode about building the business you'd like to buy from, because there's an underlying theme, which is about understanding the power you have over what you're creating in your online business. The thing I recognize in a lot of people who come to work with me is that generally speaking, so many of us, and I'm, I'm going to include myself in this, when we start our online business, we we tend to be attracted to cookie cutter molds because, you know, cookie cutter mold strategies, because a lot of us start with a kind of, you know, we, we, we have that blank page syndrome of an online business in that we don't know where to start. We don't know how many social media posts we should be doing. We don't know what kind of offer we should be creating. We don't know what the price point should be. We don't know how we should be launching it. So it makes sense, right? You find a guide, you find a guide and you start building your business from that space. And I'm not knocking that. You know, I think one of the most important things when it comes to online business is implementing, you know, is just doing the thing. When you do the thing, you learn, you learn so much. And a lot of the time, what you learn is, oof, that didn't feel good. How do I get to do that differently? And of course, one of the things that's really important when you feel, oof, I don't like that, is recognizing, do you not like that because it doesn't align with your values and the kind of business you're looking to build? Or do you not like that because it's just something entirely new to you and you're not used to doing it? It's really important to understand that because ultimately there's a lot of things we do in online business that is outside of our comfort zone, which will feel uncomfortable. But if it feels uncomfortable because it's not aligned with your values, chances are this boils down to the premise of you're not building a business that you yourself would buy from. I mean, it's as simple as that, right? We can talk about values and values can go off into another space of, you know, um, like airy fairy words that we're not necessarily truly rooted into, but something we can hundred percent be truly rooted into is, you know, the thing we can feel in our body, that contraction we can feel when we're following a sales script and we're like, Oh, that didn't feel very nice. That didn't feel very authentic. I didn't like asking that person to pay on the call. I mean, that's something I've never even allowed myself to play with because the moment I even heard the words, I was immediately repelled and felt like I would never trust anybody who tried to take a payment for me there and then on the call. But hopefully through giving that specific example, you will immediately resonate with what I'm speaking to here, that 
we need to do the things to learn. You're in an entirely uncharted territory. So of course you're going to follow a guide. And of course there'll be moments where you question their advice and you start to perhaps have a clearer idea looking at their business model. Again, I find, you know, the longer in the online business space, you will start to look at coaches and you will look at the kind of business and life that they're building, or at least what they share of that and have an understanding of like, okay, so this person launches all the time, but they're also on social media all the time. They're spending a lot of money on ads. They've got an enormous team. Does that align with the kind of business I'd like to grow? Or does that person who always seems to be on holiday and still be making all the money, uh, admittedly half of that, but at the same time have a lot more freedom, does that align more to what it is that I desire? And that's when we can start to kind of pick, you know, start picking our, our coaches, our business coaches and our strategies more carefully. Because ultimately, if you're learning from somebody who's building a life that you don't align with, then chances are the strategies and everything else they share with you will also not feel good. And so I guess it's a sense of discernment that we gather as we start to be in online business for longer and start to recognize what we stand for and what we don't stand for. So let me just speak to a few examples of that in terms of what it looks like to build an online business that feels good to you. So let's start with marketing. So there are a few fundamental things about marketing that I don't think any of us can get around, like visibility. There's no getting around the fact that if you want people to learn about what it is you do and what it is you're selling, you need to be visible. And now, of course, you get to choose what platform you're on. I know people who've totally slayed it on LinkedIn and barely needed to have any social media presence anywhere else because they've built up such an incredible community on there and have such incredible connections and their influence on there is enormous. And I know others who have done similar on Instagram. I know some people have very quiet um, kind of visibility on Instagram and they attracted other people who enjoy that quietness and they've excelled from there. So it gets to look so different in so many different ways. And there's other people, of course, who are amazing at video and therefore have their YouTube channel and that's doing really well for them. So Ultimately, in the early stages, we may try different platforms. We may then see what the experience is like on each platform and then lean into one more than the other. I know I've certainly done that with Instagram. I love Instagram, uh, despite the reels, which I have to say has marred the experience somewhat as somebody who loves to read and very much enjoyed the previous format of images and stories. But hey-ho, moving on. Marketing in a way that feels good to you is really important. So it may well be that you have a business coach or you see other people who share their entire life on Instagram and that works for them. It's really important to be able to understand what that then means is the kind of business that they're curating, whether they have a kind of lifestyle, celebrity style kind of social media presence, or whether they have one where they're showing up as to be of service, to be of value. I mean, everyone has a slightly different approach and being able to understand when we look at somebody, what approach that is will help us understand is that something we'd like to fit into as well? When we think about the kind of archetypes that were showing up in our business, do we want to be that celebrity that is sharing a kind of, you know, or do we want to be that kind of influencer with the lifestyle and sharing, you know, what we're eating and where we're exercising and what clothes we've bought? And by the way, when I share all these examples, it's not, I'm not like casting shade on any of them. I think they all work in different ways. And the most important thing is, is that you're doing it because it feels good to you. If you're doing those things and it doesn't feel good to you, Boy, will it show, boy, will it impact the kind of level of connection you're having. And it will actually repel the kind of people who'd be attracted to working with you because they won't see you working in alignment with your true values. So 
while in the early stages, we'll be doing a lot of things to get outside of our comfort zone as we continue in our online business, it's really important to kind of sit down and think about, okay, and at this stage, I've seen various different examples of how people show up in their stories what feels true to me. So like one of the choices I made really early on was that I wasn't going to be sharing anything to do with my children on the grid and that I would occasionally reference them in my stories, but not go overboard because I, that's something that's meaningful to me um, and important to me. And that won't necessarily be important to others. I know some people who built their brand off of sharing their family lives. So, but understanding what feels good to you is really important because ultimately the more you, you can be in your business, the more you will attract people who match that energy of you-ness, who will want to then come and learn from you about, you know, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, whatever, whatever area of transformation you're sharing. So it's really important that you align with that because what I'm trying to share here is if you're showing up and being really shouty in your marketing and that doesn't feel good to you, you'll also find that the kind of people you'd love to work with, you'll be repelling. And the kind of people who are also shouty and into that stuff that you're not so into will be the only ones knocking on your door. And you'll be wondering, how do I keep on attracting people who are so out of alignment with the kind of people I like to be serving? It's because you are not showing up in your 100% truth. Let that one drop for a moment. I'm pausing here for effect because it is so fundamental. What I have learned in online business as I've allowed myself to be more and more truthful in how I show up in my social media, how I show up in my stories and showing up in a way that feels good to me. I've recognized other people who want to grow their businesses in a similar way are then drawn to me. And those are the people I have conversations with. And those are the people I work with. And it all feels beautiful in a way that it didn't so much before. So think about how you're showing up in your social media channels. Think about how you are dedicating your time and what kind of content you're sharing to ensure that you feel really good about it. Now, secondly, your offers. What's really interesting here is I've learned as I've started to create programs that are more aligned to the kind of program I wish I had, people come along and they 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 reflect that back to me. So to give you an example, my... Um, my signature program, Scale with the Power One, which is about how to evergreen your group program and sell it without launching. I intentionally, I started it as a very short program and now it's gone up to five months. It may at some point go longer, who knows, but for now, five months feels true. Five months feels real. And what I really love about it is it's built in a way that if people choose to stay on for another five months, they very much can. And so far, 90% of people who've been through the program have chosen to stay within the program for another five months. But I really wanted there to be that element of choice. And I also wanted people who came into the program to be dynamic, to move forward, to implement. And I wasn't confident that with a 12-month program, people would go in and take action as quickly as I would want them to. Um, because I know ultimately if we sit on our hands and wait and wait and wait and then leave it to the last few months of being in the container, um, that's where disappointment brews. <laughs> but that's just my experience. That's just true for me. I also understand the benefits of being inside a 12-month container. I understand why people want to go deeper. And you know, basically, my way of creating my program 
has appealed to my kind of people. And people have reflected back at me. That's why they found it appealing to work with me. And that has felt really, really good. Um, if at some point I felt differently, if at some point I looked at the experience of everyone in the container and considered that they um, would benefit better from a longer time in the program, of course, I would then update it because this isn't about how many months. This isn't about the price point. It's about their experience. It's about the transformation. It's about attracting the people you desire to attract into your world. But the office part is really important. You know, every time I've created an offer, you know, for example, my most recent offer, which is on how to, well, it's the Ripple to Rise Accelerator, which is about how to attract a flow of one-to-one clients. And I created that off the back of recognizing that that was the fundamental thing that supported me to get to my 180K year. That was 80% worth of my Revenue was from one-to-one clients. And I recognize that that is something that a lot of people overlook and don't necessarily consider enough and that I had an incredible toolkit to help people get to that. So why not wrap that all up into a program? So everything I've ever created has not been a like, oh, let's follow some framework and make up some jargon and put together a fancy pants sales page. It's always been born out of demand, out of understanding that this is a unique kind of special source that I can bring to the market that other people aren't offering. And that has made it so much more fun to sell. The next thing I wanted to say is that I think I might be ADHD and um, almost very definitely autistic. And so the way I learn is very different from neurotypical people. I have the attention span of a gnat. Now, what's interesting is recognizing that It seemed to me about six months ago, everyone in the entrepreneurial space was sharing that they had an ADHD diagnosis. And it doesn't surprise me because I see it time and time again. And it's hardly surprising to recognize that many people who are on the spectrum choose to then go and work for themselves because it's such a spectrum-y thing to do. Here's me massively generalizing. But what I will say is that because of my attention span of a gnat and because I'm recognizing that I'm not the only one in the space with an attention span of a gnat, I have created my modules so that they are short but sweet and deliver, you know, pack the punch that they need to, that they are accompanied by notes and various other things that make it super digestible. So that if someone has got the, you know, who desires to just watch the video, they can learn everything they can there. If they don't want to watch the video because they are just not in that space currently, they can learn what they need to in the handout below. Um, And everything is done in a a clear, as clear a way as possible. There's walkthroughs and various different things to make it. So it's really easy not to get lost, not to get overwhelmed, to receive the information that they need in the time that, that it's being delivered. So again, that, you know, I've created things that feel good to me. And what's really beautiful is that since I've really intentionally gone out my way to do that. The feedback I've received has been phenomenal, which just means the world to me because it's not enough just to invite people into your world to you know, experience transformation. It's about the entire experience. And for me, I used to work in hospitality. And for me, when I create something online, that level of hospitality still needs to be there. I want people feeling welcome. I want them feeling safe. I want them feeling motivated. I want them feeling accountable. I want them feeling like they have everything they need to succeed. And so everything I create comes from that space. And, you know, obviously whatever feels good to you in the context of how you support people should be how you show up as well. Whatever lights you up and serves you, chances are it can serve somebody else. So thinking from that space. 
And then finally, we get to the selling bit, which is so, so pertinent. And obviously, I touched on it earlier when I talked about taking payments on calls. You know, we all do things differently. Interestingly, I saw a post yesterday on Facebook where somebody was saying how she deletes anybody who complains about people who send cold DMs um, and how it's really unfair to bully people who are making successful businesses out of this business model. But I found it really interesting to see how offended this person felt. And obviously that her viewpoint was one of, for her, it's obviously something that she doesn't see as intrusive or annoying. Well, to me, when somebody sends me an entirely cold DM and immediately pitches to me, it's like, you know, somebody immediately proposing to me on a first date or worse, trying to get me into bed. Like, no, it's just, just no, 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 no. I just hate it. I really hate it. And, and a lot of the time, ironically, they're saying to me, learn how to scale your business with this amazing strategy. I'm like, if the strategy involves this icky practice you're doing right now, then you can get right out my DMs right now because I am not available for it. I say it much more politely than that, but it's um, it's tiresome. It's really tiresome. Speaking to that, there will be business coaches in your life who will say to you, you should do the cold DM strategy. There'll be business coaches in your life who will say to you, rely on attraction marketing, wait for them to come to you. There'll be business coaches who will say, launch, launch like crazy. There'll be others who will say, evergreen marketing is enough. There'll be others who will say, funnels enough is enough. The one thing they'll all have in common is that they'll all say every other strategy doesn't work and just to do what they say. <laughs> and um, obviously that's not true. There are so many different ways to build a successful online business. And again, when you feel truly aligned to the strategy you're following, that's when it will work. If you really love launching, you'll make it work with launching. If you hate launching, you'll probably burn yourself out, feel resentful, really hate your business and end up doing something else entirely different. It just so often ends up that way. Likewise with Evergreen, if you really love the rush of being live and uh, the kind of excitement of not knowing how many people will sign up and all those things and the rush of new clients coming in, et cetera, et cetera, and having a big team to support you, then you'll probably find Evergreen kind of dull and predictable. And you know, so th there's no such thing as the one right way the only one right way is the one right right way for you. And oftentimes it takes exploring the things that don't feel good to get to what does feel good. So when it comes to selling, I'm always saying to people, you know, when it, I don't believe in following templates, I, I believe there's certainly better ways to just, uh, deliver um, sales calls. And there's certainly um, practices that you should adapt to, to ensure that you are truly hearing what somebody's saying to you on a sales call and reflecting that and truly considering whether your offer is the right thing for them and helping them navigate that. But everything else fundamentally comes down to you. I, for example, love for somebody to make the empowered decision to work with me. And you know, one of the beautiful side effects of that is that when somebody at the end says, oh, okay, I'm just going to sleep on this. Can I come back to you in a week's time? I will then say, yeah, of course. You know, would you like me to reach out to you in a week's time um, to you know, check in? Or would you prefer to reach out to me? You know, getting that permission piece rather than just butting in a week later. And what I found is when people then do choose to work with me, they are all in. I then don't get asked for a refund. I don't get people dropping out. I don't get all of those things happening because people make an empowered decision to work with me. Whereas when you are pressured into a situation to buy from somebody, the moment you feel anything going wrong, you're very soon to say, oh, well, I never wanted to be here anyway. Where's my refund? So these are all the things to consider when it comes to building a business that you would like to buy from. So it's looking at how you create your offers, how you market them, how you deliver them and how you sell them. I mean, if I could give you a little exercise that will help support you following on from what I've just shared with you, I would literally just write down a column under marketing, offers, 
delivery and sales and see if there's an area where you could be improving, where you could make your business feel more like you. Just feel into the things you're doing currently and just simply check in with your body. Where are you feeling a contraction? Where are you feeling a contraction around your current, you know, the current practices in your business? And where you feel that tightness in your stomach, where you feel that slight ugh, in your tightness in your throat, reassess, reevaluate, and look at somebody who is doing it in a way that feels good to you and see how you can bring that into your business too. And I'm running a workshop halfway through September. If you want to know about it, go to polyleverello.com or go to at polyleverello on Instagram. It's the first link in my bio. I would love to see you there. I will be talking about how to create offers that people want right now, how to create a continuous stream of inquiries so that you have a continuous stream of income and how to do it all evergreen so you can ditch that live launch roller coaster. And if you are also fully booked one-to-one, -one, again, it is perfect for you because it's going to show you how you can support people with the same level of depth, if not deeper, and do it evergreen in a way that is less hours for you so you have more time freedom. It's going to be amazing. I'm not going to say any more on this podcast, but you can find out more in the links below. And yeah, I hope to see you there. have been listening to the Embodied Business Revolution podcast with myself, Polly Lavarello. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you enjoyed today's episode and are keen to hear more, come on over and join us behind the scenes at Embodied Business Revolution on Instagram. We can't wait to say hi.